Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Shine Hills at shinehills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. We are across the street and around the world. Cheyenne Hills. And we're back again with Dick Young, founding pastor at Shine Hills Church, my friend, my mentor. You know, our prof, Prof Hendricks used to say, everyone needs a Paul. Everyone needs a Barnabas. Everyone needs a Timothy. A Paul that's older that can pour into your life. A Barnabas that can come alongside that's about your a contemporary. And then a Timothy you pour your life into. And and Dick, I knew when I came up here, I knew I needed a Paul in my life. I'd had a theological education, but I didn't know how to be a soul winner. I didn't know how to be a shepherd. And God used that and many other things. But those two for sure. Uh, and he, he just used you in a huge way in my life. I am eternally grateful and honored to be standing in your home, looking out over this gorgeous Platte River. You've got two huge picture windows here and that you can see, I don't know, a whole bunch of acreage is out here. It's just drop-dead gorgeous. So thanks for letting us uh, be a part of your home and uh, and uh, continue on some stories. Um, you know, one of the things, Dick, I've, I've told people that, you, you've coined a phrase, and I don't know when you started it, but I give you credit for it all the time. Uh, tell us a little bit about, I don't know, what it means to have the kind of walk with God. That's one of the other things that I've learned from you is, is you're, you're a man that walks with God, and I, I've always appreciated that about you. Awful sweet of you to say that, Galen, but uh, that phrase would be this, that I'm a satisfied customer of my relationship with Jesus Christ. And in one sense, it sounds kind of commercial, yeah. But on the other hand, it sounds kind of real. Yeah. That if you don't love what you're doing, if you don't love your work, and if you don't really love your wife, if you don't really love the Lord, it will tell. Yeah. And I say that I'm a satisfied customer. And what do I mean by that? I mean that why can I not love God? I mean, he has accepted me before I ever chose him. You know, I sought the Lord, and afterwards I knew it was he who called me. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's spellbinding to think yeah. that God really had his eye on me. Well, I think another thing that's that I like about it is you, you've walked with the Lord a long time. I mean, you, you told me you came to faith in Christ when you are five or seven years old? Seven. Seven years old. And, um, and no, now, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, nine. It was at seven when I had some real urging okay. to allow God to be my Savior, and I, and I procrastinated until I was nine. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. But that that you are and you know here you are in uh, running running strong and still doing doing life and loving life and and still a satisfied customer because I'll tell you there's a lot of pastors that have retired and they're they're worn out customers or they're you know they they put another adjective in there uh, I'm, I'm exhausted or whatever it is and I know I'm not saying you have never been tired but at the same time I know God's still using you, and I know you're still a satisfied customer. And I'll just tell you, uh, that's inspiring for me. And and thanks for, thanks for running so well. You you you've you've uh, set a set a pretty steep pace for all of us. You know, Galen, uh, I remember the Sunday morning I preached my last sermon at Shine Hills. Uh, when I say the last sermon sermon before God spoke to me in, yeah. in this. Sounds kind of crazy, and I'll keep with me. <laughs> but I walked out of the main room, and uh, I had had some heart problems, and and I was feeling a little weary uh, of spirit and body. And it was like God put his hand on my shoulder and said, Dick, 
you know, thank you, thank you, thank you. You said you had 10 years to give me, and I think you've given me 12 years here. Wow. Thank you so much, and I want you to know, Dick, you're free to leave. Hmm. That is an incredible thing. And, and that is contrary to a lot of my friends, and I can't read their minds, uh, Galen, but it's almost like they have to prove up to the very last breath of their life that they're going to give their best to God. Okay. It's not that I didn't give my best to God. I gave him the best that I had yeah. as long as he wanted me. And he had the kindness and the mercy on me and on Ruthie yeah. to say, Dick, you're free to leave. And we... We see that as a, as a standing in the award ceremony. Yeah. And w so we came back here to our lingual uh, uh, roots and uh, bought this piece of property and built a home on it. And I have an apple orchard now. And I walk around in my apple orchard, and it's always been my avenue towards God, what he has created. And I feel like every one of my apple buds is a sheep that I have to tend. <laughs> okay. And it's something that I love. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm working in partnership with God hmm. in enjoying his creation yeah. and enjoying the fullness of God. Uh, how can I not say I'm a satisfied person? Wow. And I'm so grateful that I've been able to allow my life to be invested for the Lord. I'm so glad that he has nurtured me in the process, I'm glad beyond measure that my kids yeah. still love us and they love the Lord yeah. and they love coming home to see us. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I'm a winner. Yep. Yeah, that's, those are awesome things. And then, and grandkids too now in there, they loving the Lord. And I know, yeah. Yeah. I know most of them and that's uh that's, I know it's a huge blessing. And, and what it's also so encouraging for me, you know, you put roots down here and we talked about last time how you and Ruthie, you know, sacrificed huge to move to Cheyenne because your roots are here in, in Langol. Your kids. And we were $12,000 from having our mortgage paid off for one no thing. Kidding. Wow. And we had to, we built a home and had to go back into debt again. And, yep. and I mean, it was, yeah, without the Lord, we would never have been able to do it. Huge sacrifice. And, uh, you, 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 but he's, the full circle is so beautiful for me. And I love coming up here and just kind of a, I don't know. It just gives us all this courage and hope to say, you know, God's God put gave you the desires of your heart. He came, he brought uh -huh. you back here and planted you, you know, you and your orchard, uh, just two two houses down. I don't know if you had a better view down two houses down or not, but this is a gorgeous view and a gorgeous piece of property. And it's just it's just beautiful to see that um, how God's taking taking care of you. The other the other thing I think is so amazing. Or he's he's really honored. You know, those who honor me, I will honor. And you've honored him with the very best you had. And he's given you uh, just a, such a beautiful time here. And you're still satisfied with this place and with God and with your sweetheart. And uh, I just, it's a, um, you're an inspiration. I I love being around you. I love to see what God's done. And and I just can't thank you enough. Um, but one of the things that I I think is so unique then is is that. To be able to have God say, you know, this, you've, you've done what I've asked you to do. Um, the only other person I've, I've kind of observed that is, you know, it says David served his, um, how does that go? In, it's in Acts. He said the, the David, 
was my servant and served me in his generation yeah. and served him fully or served him completely in his generation. And not too many of us get there, not too many people. I hope I, hope I can get, have that same feeling. I think it's a beautiful thing. But just to know God said, I saw what your your the body of work and I'm and it's good and I'm thankful for it and you're free to I mean that's that's amazing stuff. Have you heard any of those stories before? Anything like that in anybody that you know? Um I suppose I have. Uh they hit home the most though when they're part of your life. Oh man. Another little vignette that I, I don't tell this to very many people and I'm not sure I should, but uh I feel it's appropriate. Uh you know, when we were in the campaign to uh to build the big room of our of our church okay and uh and uh i think the what we talked about was uh, not equal giving but equal sacrifice yeah and we had been with our conference we uh, we were in a retirement program that enabled us now to have a little monthly retirement but we also had a cash fund on the side of that and the cash fund was um, $123,000. Mm. And uh, Ruthie and I said, equal sacrifice. Do we really believe in what God has done here? Mm. And we said we did. And we said that we will give that to make it possible for that first room to be added onto the church. Wow. And... Um, Then it wasn't long after that that uh, we came near retirement, and Mom and Dad said, we think it's time for us to move in with you. Hmm. And we said, well, we're glad you, you told us that because we're, we're designing our house right now. Hmm. And so we designed all, actually that whole half of the house to accommodate their apartment underneath it. And Dad says, we will sell our home and put our home in with yours. Oh, wow. And so they sold their home, and they cashed out $200,000, wow. and they put that $200,000 in our home. Hmm. And that was more than $123,000 wow. that we had said that we needed in order to do what we needed in life. Wow. I think it's at different stages in your life. At wow. one time, we had to leave the home, that we were willing to leave this place in ministry and go to Cheyenne. Yeah. And then when we were in the midst of that ministry and seeing it growing, yeah. it was like God says, do you still believe in it? Mm. Do you still believe in it with all your heart? Mm. And will you do so by showing me that you mean it? Wow. He took care of the rest. Wow. Why am I not a satisfied customer mm. of my relationship with Jesus Christ? Lots of trust. That's, that's, that is inspiring. Thanks for sharing your story. I think I knew some of that. I'm not sure if I knew the numbers. That's those are big sacrifices that you've you you know bigger than some of us. You know, it's it's a be like a once in a lifetime thing you could do because sure. you give all that you have. Yeah. Oh my God. That was all that we had. Yeah. Well, I know that I you know, Shine Hills is blessed because of the sacrifice on from you, uh, you and Ruthie. Uh, there's many others that have and. And I, I think the thing that I, I most want out of this podcast is to, for people to see that, um, you know, the whole idea that we're enjoying the shade of trees that we did not plant, somebody else planted. And I hope that we're doing the same. I hope we're leaving that legacy that, that somebody else will enjoy the shade trees that, you know, our, our generation has. And we're trying to pour into that 
there's another generation of uh, of young men and women that are coming up through Cheyenne Hills uh, that we're pouring into for for ministry. And I told you a little bit about that as far as trying to get, you know, and we've got one young man that is actually taking a taking a role over at Emmaus Road, and they've got a young lady that's uh, here with us that she's a part of the the she's thinking in ministry terms and what ministry looks like for her and trajectory. And so um, I, I'm hoping that, that we can take, retell these stories of sacrifice and, and um, encourage and risk. And, uh, but that's what God uses and to inspire that next generation. So thank you for sharing that story. And I hope, hope we can be good stewards with your, that, that story and that, that kind of, uh, that kind of sacrifice as well, and I would and I would uh, pray, uh, Gail, in that, uh, it, and it ends up right for them in that yeah. when you've given your best and all that you have, yeah. that you'll say, "Thank you, Lord, that you gave me the sense to do the right thing." Yeah. That's awesome. Well, here we are, and uh, we the our state has been released a little <laughs> bit more as far as our this Corona lockdown. And so we're here today after, after the governor has given us a little bit more of a leeway to meet, which is fantastic. And, uh, but I don't know, I, I've been thinking a lot about what, what is God saying in this, through this, you know, the only time that I know that the whole world was impacted by something was a global flood. This, the whole globe has been impacted by this. And so I'd love to hear what your, some of your thoughts are. What do you think God's saying? What's he doing? Um, I don't know anything. Any thoughts along, along those lines? Well, it seems incredible that uh, if people don't understand and don't get a different glimpse of life, with uh, you know our investments are are only a part of what they were before. Yeah, uh, and it isn't only just some people. And you say that well, this is a global thing. Yeah. This is huge. Uh, it's going to take us a lot longer to dig out of it than we ever realized. Yeah. No matter, I mean, even though we have an optimistic president, yeah. I think it's going to take a long time. I'm praying for, I'm praying for uh, a Franklin Graham and others who are doing their best to invoke a word from God yeah. in the midst of this. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen a television where once a day you have somebody present the plan of salvation on a major news network. Yeah. I've never seen that before Galen. Yeah. Uh, or the pillow guy, you know, who talks about his life with Jesus. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and then uh, the inference to uh, Dave uh, Wilkerson and then the, the dream he had before he died, that there was going to be a huge plague that would sweep through New York and it would open up something like the third, a uh, renewal uh, in our country, oh, spiritual renewal, and it, and and then I watch the news, and it seems to be they seem to be digging a deeper hole all the time to move away from God. Yeah, but I can't imagine how society can continue to believe that they have the answer for their own needs yeah. when it's cratering right in their very presence. Well, you are. You're serving up right where my heart is. So let me just kind of tell you where I've been living. In fact, that last sermon I preached on, I guess kind of preached my my frustration, I guess you could say. Because on one hand, we have people that are saying, you know, we've the church has to live under uh, Romans 13, which is um, submit, submitting to your governing officials. 
And then on the other extreme of this, we have people saying, hey, I've got a First Amendment right to, you know, you can't do this to us and all that. So we have this battle going on. And then but there's it seems like to, to land right in the middle of those doesn't seem like the place to land. And in my mind's eye, I saw this triangle and putting God. It's like, I want to know where God is in all this. And are we making God big? Because God's going to bring glory to himself, and he's going to bring people to himself. And I think the church has a responsibility to make, you know, to make God big in this whole thing. And that's uh, that's one of the things that I, I have a real heart and passion for because, like, I don't see anyone saying those things. We're all we're listening to scientists. We're listening to uh, the government, uh, if there's another bailout. or We're listening to all that stuff. It's like, man, I think we, we're supposed to be listening to God and making him big in this thing because I think he's going to say something. So when you would intrigue me about what you just said, I have not heard all the... Uh, I know of David Wilkerson. I can you talk a little bit more about that prophecy and then what he said and and when was that? Do you, re, do you recall any of those well, details? Well, uh, you know, I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was uh, in the last part of his lifetime, and and it's written about it in his memoirs. Somebody wrote a book on that. Okay, and he, and he mentioned that now. And yeah. you, you, Galen, uh, when has a sacrifice of science ever saved anybody? Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's our society right now, and we've got such a fixation on that. Oh, man. And we allow one or two scientists to determine the course of what a nation does. Yeah. I a think world. That, Honestly, it's, it's the yeah, world. Yeah, I, I think that's an abomination. Yeah. And uh, not, to, uh, not to allow God to be Lord. And I can see God saying, well, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and yeah. I'm waiting for you guys to wake up yeah. to, uh, to give me the place and the attention that I need in your life. I'm praying that will happen. I'm oh, praying man. we'll have a that we'll have like you as a as a pastor of a large growing church, uh, preach the word, man. Ha- those people come to church on Sunday and they want to know if they don't get it. Yeah, they want to know if there's any hope for them. Yeah. Hey, I have hope. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I'm looking forward to dying. Mm. Uh, I'd like to stay around for a little while longer so I can continue to do dishes for Ruthie, <laughs> but. And I don't have anything not to look forward to. Oh, man, yeah. Well, that, well, you told me one time, this is a little off the path, but it, you were telling me one time, we were going to a, we meet somebody, maybe in hospice, I can't remember, the hospital I know, and you were you were saying, it's like, don't, if someone's ready to go home to meet, and we were going to hospice, and you said, if someone's ready to go home meet the Lord, don't don't get in their way or something. Do you remember that? Of course. Yeah. Tell, tell the, I think that's kind of a cool. Well, I, that, that happened just recently. I saw another lady in hospice just the other day, and uh, she wanted me to come and see her and pray with her. And um, and uh, she still hasn't died, and she's so disappointed. Wow. Because she's ready to go, and she's looking forward to it. And, and her husband is in, in, with the Lord now, wow. and she's still, she's still battling. Wow. What a, what a perspective. I mean, that that's I've seen it before. I remember you talking to me about it years ago. Just like, don't get, if someone is ready to go meet the Lord, you know, you don't go get in their way or try to, you know, just, you know, help them to embrace Jesus and look for him. And I, I still do today when I meet with people. It's like, you know, look for that. He's a good shepherd, you know, and look Galen, for him and follow him. Galen, I saw somebody else here just a, a short time ago from Guernsey. And uh, this this person uh, had uh, had cancer in a bad way and was uh, uh, nearly at his point of leaving this world. And um, I went to see him, and I said, Norm, I said, I want you to know you're free to go now. Uh. 
and uh, you've made your heart right with God, and uh, please enjoy the fact that you're going to be with Jesus soon, and, and he's calling you. I left the room. The family stayed in there, and he died. Wow. And he wanted to have permission to go to be with the Lord. And I believe that that, wow. that he was waiting for somebody to say it's okay, it's okay for you to leave this world now. Wow. Isn't that amazing? What an amazing. Okay, so before we land this plane, we got to go back to, okay, so David Wilkerson, he was a ministry, did ministry in New York for years on the streets of New York. Yeah. He wrote, um, and you and I talked about this, he wrote that book, uh, uh, Crossing the Switchblade. Crossing the Switchblade, yes. Back in the, I don't know, was that in the 70s? Right. And that had a huge impact. I was a I was a boy in the seventies, and I remember reading that. And that was a huge impact on yeah. my life. So I've I've known of David Wilkerson. I haven't followed him, you know, completely, but I've known of him. I've listened to to his ministry. But he had a before he died, he had a uh, a vision of that there would be a plague in New, in New York. Is that right? That is true. Can you unpack that, that, that a little bit. That is true. And they've just been announcing. I mean, they're broadcasting that on on. Uh, on Fox News, somebody wrote a book, and I'm sorry I don't have the, even the title of the book, but it, it was he had a vision that there would be a plague in New York, and a tremendous plague would sweep over the city, and as a result of that, there'd be a third awakening. Wow, that uh, is encouraging yeah. to know because I fundamentally believe that God's going to bring glory to Himself throughout. He's going to bring people and give them one more shot. That's what I keep thinking, and so I'm I want to go here more about this story and I'm, we're going to unpack it more after we go off the air, I guess. But that's a, uh, that's been a hope and a dream of mine is to be able to see God do a, a great work among our, among our young people, among our just people in general and say, you know, God, you gotta, you gotta show yourself to these people because right now we're, we're so into ourselves, into science, into whatever divisions, you know, Republican, Democrat, whatever. We're just so divided. And it's like, Lord, can we just one time, you know, unify under the under the cross of Christ? And so, I'm I'm excited about that that vision that He had, and I'm I'm hoping and praying that we get to see it. That would be awesome. That's awesome. Well, Pastor Dick Young, God bless you, man. Thank you so much for uh, letting us kind of invade your home here and uh, set up our studio. And I wanted to capture all these stories, and uh, I I can't wait to get them all put together for people, but. Thanks for letting us be a part of coming to your home. Thanks for coming. And everyone else be strong and very courageous. God bless you. Thank you.